You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Keith. The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Falling Skies After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Falling Skies After Show. Hey, everybody. Bing is for doing, and we are here doing another podcast. It is Falling Skies Season 2, Episodes 1 and 2, the season premiere. Yay. Very exciting. exciting. I am Tamara Berg. I am joined in the studio by Sophia on my right. Hello. By Daryl on my left. Hello. And by Steve uh, oh, way over there. Hello. We have Ben Bottomley as our engineer tonight. Hey, What's Ben. Up, yes. He's Get busy. He's <laughs> <That's> focused. <laughs> He's busy, he's focused, and that's a good thing. So let's get right into it. Um, so this was two episodes, episodes one and two, which we're going to address all kind of a- as one, but they were titled Worlds Apart and Shall We Gather at the River? And there was a lot going on in this episode. Right. Am I right? Yeah. Am I right? Am yeah. I right? Yep, there was quite a bit. So a couple of things that I want to talk about. First off, I want to talk about Ben because there was... Daryl, actually, you and I were talking about it just as we were kind of waiting for commercials to go by. Um, there was kind of a change in Ben yeah. from last season versus this. Yeah. It seems like um, from the first season, he was sort of passive a little bit, and now he seems more aggressive, especially towards his brother, Hal. Yes. He's kind of taking more charge. Yes. But there seems to be something off with him, too, That's w- which will be interesting to see how that's revealed. Right. And also, we've, we've found that he's he's very strong now. Yeah. He's got... And that sort of showed up at the uh, towards the end of last season when he was doing all the jumping jacks or push-ups or something like that. Yeah. 100 push-ups and yeah, didn't break a sweat. Yep. Um, but he kind of had superpower. He, he looked did. like, you know, he grabbed... He had, a, he had the fight with Ben... And uh, had certain other sort of superpowers, mm-hmm. but um, and and to this point so far, they're benefiting him. Yeah, right? they are. But I think I think that even though it's kind of very obvious that you know the the skitters did something to him in such a way mm-hmm. that it's not going away, and that he is in fact transforming. I think also it's showing the storyline between the two brothers. You yes. know, Ben was the intellect or mm-hmm. the intelligent one, and he for lack of a better phrase, was more like Tom. Right. Um, and then you have, you know, Hal, who is actually, in fact, more aggressive, more dominant, more sports-like, and presumably more like the mom who passed away. So I think that, in some senses, it's really just him growing up. Mm-hmm. Like, he's no longer a child. And yes, he's gone through things, and there may be, you know, things in his, in his back making him do things. I'm losing my, my headphones. That always happens to me. Um, <laughs> but I, I really think, though, that the, the kind of the second underlying storyline is the fact that you have two brothers who don't get along and are basically fighting to be the alpha dominant, you know, adult males that they are. That's a good that's, point. That's exactly what I was thinking, too. Is I like the fact that they put this in this particular character because you have to watch it and you go, okay, is it is it the needles 
or is it just being the second brother and having and and the that, tortured at that middle age, child, the tortured middle child, and all this stuff? And now you have this when he considers himself a freak. Yes. Yeah. And yes. You, you you know, so it's kind of like, so what is the change? Is it a normal kid trying to become a man or is it the needles playing with you? Yeah. I and still think and the other the other cool thing, I'm yeah. sorry, the other cool no thing problem. they've they've shown is this kid has superpowers. Yeah. Essentially. And now we're showing that his, his mental stability is not completely intact. So it, they're they're laying it out, and it's it's really fascinating. Yeah, and he well, he, and in so many of the scenes, he had sort of this melancholia about him. Mm-hmm. He would you know be staring the thousand yard stare. Yeah. Remember mm-hmm. they talked yeah. about that in the in the first season. Um, kind of had that thousand yard stare. Sort sort of seemed like there was a lot going on. He was considering things while while scenes were going on around him. There was the one scene where he was. Um, it to me, it was with Weaver, and uh, there was some kind of meeting going on. I have so many notes from tonight, and and they asked. Um, oh, it was after he found the antenna. Mm-hmm. He found the antenna, right. taken the pictures, yes. gone back across the yep, river, right. came back, reported back, and Jamal who's a new character this season, asked him a couple of questions, mm-hmm. and he seemed to answer them in a very perfunctory way, and then, you know, sort of do look off and have the stare, which mm-hmm. was absolutely, wouldn't you, I, you do agree, Steve. Yeah. And he was, he was... Uh, that's, yeah, that's the other thing. He's, he's keeping secrets. Yeah. And they yeah. asked him, There's you know, did you pick up any there. radios? If he yeah. picked up radio signals, yeah, and, and he he, for whatever reason... Yeah. Mm-hmm. And again, you go back to well, is it because he doesn't want to be thought of as a freak? He doesn't want them to say, you know, I, because you've got to be thinking his character's thinking. I, it, nobody knows. I've got to work twice as hard to be normal now, right? You know, and if I go off and say I'm getting this stuff, I'm getting this stuff. Pope's the first one that's going to, you know, take him out because yeah. you can't be outside the norm. Otherwise, you know, you may be a tracking device. And he knows that, but I still think that there's an element that there's some dark reveal that's going to come out. Because yeah. Because there, there has to be something else going on in there. Uh, just the way he's acting, even even though he that transition from being kind of like a teenager uh, and he's gone through things that have made him a little bit stronger, but there's still an element there that I can see, you know, he's going to reveal something dark, you know. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is... Steve and I talk about this a lot on dramas. You know, this is a show that I really appreciate. They're they're relatively stingy with their details. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We know Tom's wife is dead. We know she was with uh, Stephen Weber's Stephen character Weber's. when he yep. when she died. But we really don't know that much more. Of That's true. Why was she with him? I don't exactly right. know. And there's they were going and to there's get something supplies. about it. Right. They were going to get supplies. Right. Because they were, she was a doctor, correct? Yeah. But there's something between okay. you know Stephen Weber and Tom. And, and we don't really know that. And so they're very stingy with giving out details. Here we are in season two. We don't really know that whole That's story. True. And they're doing it now, of course, with Ben and w- what we don't know about him and, and what we're, we're starting to reveal and what's starting to find out. I don't know. I think, I, I think that there's an aspect of the, of the underlying storyline that interests me actually even more so than, than the fact that there are aliens. I think it really is, though, that even though there's a dark side that's going to be revealed, I actually don't think he's bad. I think that the decisions he's making are for the good of the resistance because I think that if they take him out, they no longer have an inside man. And at the end of the day, like not to sound cheesy, like this is war and like war needs to be played on a different type of a level. And sometimes they're making decisions that are stupid, like for lack of a better phrase, like, and we're going to, I'm going to jump ahead and jump back, but even, you know, certain decisions that Pope wants to make, I completely agree with him. He's an asshole and he's a bigot and he's all these other things, but the decisions he's making sometimes it's because it's war. It's not fairies and daisies and things of this nature. So I think that, you know, 
I think Ben knows that he knows things that are in the best interest of his family and he needs to keep them secret because they don't have the intellect to comprehend what he can comprehend and know what he knows. But on the same heels of that, then it, it is war and there comes a time where you have to kill this uh, crying baby I, to save everyone else. That's true. You know, hiding. And, yeah. Right? So it, it may come to the point where, yeah, he's our inside guy, but now he's too inside. Remember, the other thing he said is hate what's, is what keeps that's the aliens away. away yep. Yep. Which I love that because his dad was all about, you know, it, it. the only reason I came back, I thought that was a great line, the only yeah. reason I came back yeah. was because of love. Yeah. But um, I, I think they're really, I think they're layering it really nicely with Ben. I think, you know, they're, they, again, they're stingy and they're just giving you enough and they're, they're like, I think it's one of those things like in about five episodes you're going to look back and go, oh, there it was. Oh, there it was. That was the reveal. They laid it in in that one. Well, let me ask you this. Do you guys think that Ben did accidentally shoot Tom or did he intentionally shoot Tom? I think it was an accident. I think it was an accident. I think it was 100% an accident. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and and I like how they actually showed why it happened because yeah. you know I'm yeah. I, I couldn't figure out you know the, I I saw a skitter and suddenly Tom was there right so you know for for whatever that um, journey back was about I did get to finally see how you know what, what, were, you, what were you doing behind a skitter I right. agree because right. anything before they revealed that I actually thought oh then Tom has to be bad exactly because. Right. It doesn't make any kind of a sense why he would be there at the time why that he'd be he there was. Right, right. Yeah. I, at first, I thought the Skitter was like bringing him back to like reintroduce him into yeah. the herd. Mm-hmm. I do like that they went back to that to to give that reveal, so we knew exactly what was yeah. going on. Yeah, it was much more clear. It was way. a little, you know, jarring to to see that and go three months later and go, wait, wait. <laughs> right. <laughs> Last we saw, he was go- what three hang months. On a he was on the ship. Like, what, what's, <laughs> what's going on? Yeah. Hang on well, a really? That was okay. Now, but one of the things I'm quite concerned about is Ben and his crusty skin. He I'm might back. need a little <laughs> proactive. But yeah, no. That, that oh, my God. Am I the only one who didn't notice? <laughs> I, yeah, oh, my I mean, God. Well, you know, it was so They close. talked about it. <laughs> they did talk they about talked it. about it. You know, in, in season one, Anne was poking it and yeah. sticking the sticking a scalpel in and going, can you feel this? How about this? How about this? How about that? No. Mm-hmm. no. Oh, I'm so I'm such a no. space cadet. And then when he, took off his, when he took off his shirt and was showing it to his dad, it was really spreading and looking really gnarly. And yeah. Oh, it's getting worse? Yeah, it's yeah. definitely getting oh, okay. worse. Definitely it was bigger worse. and dry, and it, it was definitely getting worse. So he's going season. through a change. Yeah. Well, yeah, possibly a a uh, progression yeah. right. of you know the harness thing and i think i think we're really in trouble with ben because there's only so much hate and so much will i think that he has that, yeah. he's, that he is going to succumb in some way and you know not to already get to predictions but his spikes glow at some point in this yeah, season that's true. So that was ridiculous that is that. not a good thing yeah and even his physicality, even his physicality, I think the way that he walks, he walks very stiff. And if I just started to notice it towards the the second half of the second episode, he slightly hunches, but strong. And that's very skitter like, like their spines curve. And it was like that's the good, first time I noticed I was like, oh, my God. And I was like, this isn't good. That's some good tracking. Then I have to pay attention to that one. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Um. I think well, you know, but there was also, you know, his his um, challenging the older brother. Yeah. You know, and, and having to, because the older, so I guess in the command, because this is my first episode, yeah. so mm-hmm. in the command it is the older brother, then, mm-hmm. then Ben. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then Matt. So, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if that's just the older brother thing or, and I, and or again, him saying I'm... But, I mean, but but look, I mean, they had the interchange, you know, regarding um, regarding Matt, whether or not Matt should, you know, know yep. how to shoot a Once, gun right? in the yep. midst exactly. of war. Yep. And at yep. the end of the day, 
Matt saves, saves his father. His exactly. So, Good call. I mean, so at the end of the day, and even what he said, he said, you know, as it re- re- as it pertains to the resistance and the military hierarchy, yes, I have to take orders from you. Yeah. But when we're in the real world, I mm-hmm. don't. And I think right. that's why even when they actually had the physical exchange, I think he had to, had to you know, assert his dominance by literally physically showing his brother, mm-hmm. like, seriously, dude. Like, right. like I let you lead right. me. Yeah. Exactly. And he had to remind right. him of that. Right. And right. I do like how they're developing how as this new leader. I mean, he mm-hmm. he's taken on that role very well. I mean, he he's he's right there with them, and and I like how they're positioning him to yeah. be that new leader. It it is interesting though because Pope has got such a problem with the professor, and you know, thinking that he's a GPS. Why is he not on Ben's case? Why is it? Why isn't that the ongoing? You know this guy we can't trust this guy why isn't anybody containing this guy i mean it seems like his character would be the guy to continually just be kind of a thorn in ben's side he he did do that a little bit in season one Mm -hmm. um and of of course it's going to come back but i think i think pope just will fight with anybody he wants but i think it's i think it's relevant because i mean at the end of the day you know pope said in earlier episodes his kids are gone you know and i think that part of the amazing aspect of this show is it really is the fact of the matter is Tom is a father mm-hmm. and he's a father to, you know, his sons, but he's also a father to the entire resistance movement. And, yeah. you know, hello everyone. It is father's day. <laughs> um, and I know, you know, for a lot of you, you probably, you know, hung out with dad, you know, did something fun. But for those of you who have not yet got a father's day present, it's better to get one late than not to get one at all. <laughs> yes. And um, one of the amazing things that we have here at after buzz TV is, you know, if a lot of people, when they buy gifts, it's just a lot easier to go online. You know, I know I often go to Amazon.com. Um, so instead of going directly to Amazon.com, what you can do is you go to AfterBuzzTV.com. Again, you go to AfterBuzzTV.com, and we have our own Amazon banner. And all you do is you click on the Amazon banner, and it takes you to the Amazon you know and love, and you can click away, and you can buy your dad you know, cameras. I mean, if you were Pope, I don't know if you can buy a Harley on Amazon, but <laughs> basically, you know, you can just buy a dad, a, your dad a gift and you've already bought him something, buy him something again. Cause you know, dads really are amazing. Um, you know, as we can see evidence in the show. So again, just go to AfterBuzzTV.com, click on the Amazon banner and they say a little hello, you know, back to us so that we can keep doing what we do and talk falling skies. Exactly. It helps us out. So please do little that. Little pro tip. Yeah. Don't shoot your dad on Father's Day. <laughs> yeah, don't shoot your dad. That's not okay. not the best thing you want. Okay. Thank you, Steve. And Benjamin, thanks for not shooting me on Father's Day. <laughs> You're welcome. All right. Okay. Let's talk about Tom. So he was clear. I mean, he's the star of the show. By the way, I saw Noah Wiley last week. He sat in front of me at the theater. Oh, cool. Over here and over there. And I had I had my After Buzz cards and I was like, <laughs> I was going to throw one at him. <laughs> except that I hadn't even seen season one yet. <laughs> so uh, I was going to be like the stupid fan. <laughs> that's funny. Now I'm caught up. So if I run into him again, I will be ready and prepared. <laughs> so Tom gets abducted at the end of season one. Yep. And, you know, sort of not, it's abducted is maybe not the exact right word, but pretty much abducted. And Karen brings him on the ship. And we start to see flashbacks of what happened to him while he was on that ship. He was in some sort of cage. He was tortured with something that looked like a cattle prod. Mm -hmm. Um, Dariel, you talked about that the production values are up a little bit this season, right? Yeah, I mean, it was definitely a lot more excessiveness to that scene and just to this season so far. Yeah. yeah. Where do they shoot it? Do you know? Uh, No, no, no. It's it's Vancouver. It's Vancouver. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, um, So a lot happening with Tom. 
So he goes in, he, you know, he gets abducted. He sees, we, this was interspersed through the entire um, first episode. Um, finds a bag of $100 bills. Burns, burns them. Yeah. Fire. Yeah. yeah. I like what that. else are you going to yeah. do with $100 bills? What are you, you going to do with those $100 bills? Yeah, I just yep. thought that was great. And finds a girl whose name we never learned. Nope. Um, who has a motorcycle. Girl. And she loans it to him. So he's he's looking for the second mass. He goes through Michigan. He's all sorts of crazy places that that uh, that we haven't seen before. Here's a gunfight, and then that's where we catch up to him being ultimately shot by Ben. Right. Can we back up just for a second? Yeah. Because I think that part of the skitters, the mechs, the overlords, what they're doing is is definitely also psychological, just as much as as, yeah. as physical for torture. Sure. Yeah. Why did they let him live in the field? Like when they oh, let yeah. him off, yeah. and they let him off with at least what twenty other people. Mm-hmm. One of the 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 individuals was a woman who was from the second Vermont, or obviously the Vermont, you know, resistance movement, you know, and and presumably it's not like he was ducking, <laughs> diving that amazingly right. that he should have survived. Yeah, he was no, no, very no, no. very, oh, no. very they, much they, chosen. They were not going to kill him. Chosen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and which that's my question is. Was that part of the Overlord plan, or was that just that skit or telling the mech, no, no, not that guy? I think it's part of the Overlord. I think it's a bigger plan. Well, we know later that he was implanted. Right. Right. With a parasite. Right. So that that must have been at least part of it. They let him go because he was implanted as a parasite. They were going to use him as a mole. Right. And find out what the second mass was doing. Now, that parasite was able to leave and go back to its keeper mm-hmm. so it does beg the question was that parasite kind of like I- i'm ready to come out i mean you know it's just oh, it was kind of weird you know because it made itself are. known <laughs> i true. totally but agree but then i'm thinking well then we probably could lift anytime it wanted to so again i don't know if that was an intentional thing for it to go or if they caught I, it and I, let I, it go. I think i think it could be both i mean because think about when when it showed itself it showed him mm-hmm. itself because basically he was willing to die if in fact he exhibited any traits that were you know against the resistance right. and so presumably if this parasite can actually you know read his wavelengths right. he literally was like okay wait this one is not yeah. a good zombie like yeah. we may need to you know yeah. get out get some information to our higher ups and, and, and keep going and, and and it's a flip coin it's a flip side of the coin yeah. to uh uh ben yeah. which is it, tom's selflessness of you know I would shoot me if I'm harming everybody. Right. Ben's like, I'm so full of hate. They can't get close to me. Right. Yeah. So interesting counterpoint between the father a, and son. It's a great counterpoint. And I think it has a lot to do with maturity, with mm-hmm. being a father and mm-hmm. not, you know, as opposed to Ben, who's, who's just a kid. Because, well, uh, Hal is 16, 17 He's now. He's supposed to be 16, 17. 16 or 17 yeah. now. Right. So, so Ben's 14 or 15 so, yeah. years yeah. old. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right at that 14 point. 14 or 15-year-olds don't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> so Mr. Bottomley <laughs> Jr. He's like that, that, I can't that jump was on a that. very specific even though, message. Even, no, even though I'm lady. nowhere close to 15, I'm not jumping on that bandwagon. Yeah, I'm staying out of that one. Staying out of that lady. <laughs> but you know, so, uh, what the other thing that I, uh, was the meeting that he had with yes, the alien. Yeah, yeah, I thought was boy, that's two ways of looking at the same, the same issue. I mm-hmm. mean, yeah. she was mm-hmm. seeing it as, look, we're going to give you a reservation. Right. And they're saying, no, no, those are death camps. And she's like, well, then you guys did it. We didn't We didn't come up with this concept. Right. I mean, you know, maybe in 150 years you can build a casino, but, you know, yeah. we're starting off here. Right, yeah. right. 
Um, yeah, we were kind of going to get into that a little bit later. Oh, but well, I'm an idiot. Yeah, so, but... Steve, so, but, sorry. So, so Steve just totally wrecked our third topic. But, um, you know, that's not, what he does. Not totally. Um, but, so, so talking about the um, the parasite in his eye. Yeah. Okay, I just want to say that was the grossest thing I've that seen. That was nasty. I, I, they well, did a good job. I, I kind of saw because I was looking at it like this. No, they did a good job of him with the <laughs> even the way he was moving around. And, the way they did. Yeah. and and when they just got the tail, and you go, "Geez, how big is this thing going to be?" Yeah, and yeah. So Definitely. yeah, it was a good job. <laughs> and and how they you know they had the contact lens on and the old bruised eye the thing after. Yes, yeah, so. yes. Um, what was the uh, Mulder and Scully show? Uh, X Files. X Files. It kind of reminded me of the black oil that went over people's yes. eyes. Oh, X Files. Yeah. Do you yeah, remember that? True. Yeah. I that was what it made that. me think. Oh, I loved X Files. Yeah, it was pretty nasty. I, I love how it was though. crawling on uh, the character Lourdes her hair and she mm-hmm. didn't realize and then I I thought it was going to go a different route than what it did. I was yeah. sure it was going to be in her ear yeah. you know something crazy but it, the way it just flew off like that I was like man this, uh-huh. this, this, is, this is my thing and it actually is starting to irk me. Okay. All no right. you have an alien race that comes down and basically demolishes you right okay. and up until this point what we can go to the moon maybe and maybe put up some satellites. Right. So they are obviously far superior. Why do we keep underestimating them? You pull a parasite out of a man's eye after he has been abducted by aliens, let loose without a harness, which is something we're unaware of, when he then is the only one who presumably has the intelligence to tell you, destroy it, you don't destroy it. Like, it's like they keep kind of, it's like they're like, we have to, you know you know keep the human race going but we're not learning like you need to start learning and you need to start respecting their intelligence level is 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 far superior to yours so utilize the fact that you have an intelligent person like i think that's why tom is such an amazing second because his background isn't military it's intelligence and he knows where we've gone wrong before and he knows not to underestimate his enemy which they continue to do again and again and again except pope well, I completely Pope, agree with you. Pope is, I completely agree with he's you. He's completely on your page. He's yeah. like going, "Are you kidding? Just get he, Pope. If he even take, gets a whiff, he's like, kill it, get it out of here.' Yeah. You know? <laughs> and that was the thing with Tom. He he kept like, you know, he doesn't cross the bridge with us, and they had the right. whole, yeah. you know, Mexican standoff thing. Yep, and, yep. And I gotta agree with him. And and Tom was saying, you know. I, I don't know if I'm safe. Right, I, don't I don't trust myself. Yeah. You yeah. shouldn't trust me, yeah. Yeah, right? I mean, yeah. Now, he, he wasn't as selfless to say, you know, put one in the back of my head, but, you know, he locked himself up. Yeah. I mean, it's it's interesting, too, just because of the fact the way that they have him at the end fighting the the, the skitter. You know, mm-hmm. how he just jumped on the truck and was fighting the yep. skitter. He became like this badass, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, I like how they're developing his character along the way as well, as kind of creating and changing him because of his experiences that he's had on the ship. With the with the skitters, so um, Matt was a little bit of a badass there at the end too. Matt, Matt yeah. was a badass. totally a badass. Well, a badass. and it was that terrible situation where your dad tells you to do something, and then your dad contradicts himself. Exactly. And what am I supposed to do? Is this a test? Wait, yeah, <laughs> wait, yeah, wait. Yeah. Am I going to get grounded right. if I do it the yeah. wrong way? <laughs> right. <laughs> right? But, but I think that going back to even what Anne said when you know he was like, "How are my boys?" and he, she was like, "You know, they've been be they're really resilient and they've really grown up." And I think that. You know, I'm not a parent, so I'm a child, so maybe this is why I'm saying this. But, you know, part of, I think, being a parent is teaching your kids to actually think for themselves. You you give them the tools and you give them values to be good people. But at the end of the day, if they can't think for themselves, you're doing them a disservice. So I think that in that moment, Matt had to trust his own instincts and Matt trusted his instincts and 
He, you know, undid the restraints on his father, which was exactly the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you know, he keeps wanting to assert himself as a man. And don't get me wrong. Yes, is he a boy? But I think it's every you know person's right to do that. And instead of kind of quipping about it, I want to say another word, he picked up a gun, for lack of a better word, and went and defended his father and defended his resistance movement. And then when he was told to go back, he went back. He went back. He did. So I, I, I think there are just so many things that they're trying to show us in, in such a nice, subtle way. That's yeah. True. And it's and it saved the day. I mean, it, it, Matt did. And it was a great little moment between Matt and Tom on mm-hmm. the bridge. And, it was. And then uh, the bridge blew up. And then it went kaboom. Well, that was the thing I was thinking is like, yeah. dude, why are you running this way? Just jump over the side and let them blow the bridge. But you, who blew the bridge? It, Pope. It, Pope, Pope, Pope just said, Bam. "Screw this." Yeah, I do have a I'm, question. You know, the baby's got to die. Can't the skitters jump the bridge? Like, if they're in these, like, I- the mechs, the mechs are these big robotic, you know, things. They can't just jump that bridge. Yeah, like, no, they oh, can't. They can't jump the giant explosion, though. They were trying to to get them close enough to actually be affected by the explosion, not just blow the bridge. Okay. They were going to blow up the skitters and the bridge at the same time. Okay, okay, yeah. so that makes sense. Yeah. Because and I, like I, don't, I don't think they actually can, like, have hydraulic jumping powers. Is that what you're asking? Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, no, just, no, no, no. You know, the way that they're, they're, like, slithering on the road, it just yeah. seems like they would be able to jump over that bridge no. as well. Because it wasn't that much of a big hole in the center of that bridge. So I just thought maybe they might be able to jump through that. Well, except the, oh. the explosion made it a much wider expanse. It made it wider, expanse. Yeah, yeah. 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 And maybe they can't get wet. <laughs> That could be another reveal. <laughs> I bet you There's they a lot of electronics Episode in those three. <laughs> I bet you they can't swim. I bet you they can't right swim. Right down to the bottom. That would be great. <laughs> Sitting on the bottom of the river. That would be great. Before, before we go any further, I wanted to ask our viewers to please go to iTunes and rate and comment on our show. This is the first time um, After Buzz has done Falling Skies. and so, Right? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All of a sudden, as I was saying yeah. that, I went, wait, is it? <laughs> Okay, sorry. Anyway, so go and rate and comment at iTunes, please. It really helps us out. It just takes a second to do. We prefer good ratings, but we'll take comments of any sort. Oh, we like all comments. If you have suggestions or comments for us to help us improve our podcast, we really appreciate it. It only takes a minute. And tell a friend as well. So go to iTunes and do that for us. So we've kind of covered a little bit of the aliens, but let's talk a little bit further about the aliens. We have the new ones, the overlords. The overlords. Right? They're more human-like. And they're more like that um, sort of Whitley Stryber, you know, the the skinny, tall, yeah. alien, humanoid things that we've been hearing about in the last 30 years or so. Yeah, yeah. Those are the ones that scare me, is the ones that are kind of human yeah. and can read your mind. The overlords mm, are kind away. of dicks. Yeah. They, they kind of are. Okay. Tell I mean us they, more, Steve. Well, what well do well you think? That's all I got. No, I mean, <laughs> they got a job to do. They got to clean up this crazy planet with yeah. all these crazy guys running around. Yeah. But, um, anyway, since they kind of ruined the whole thing anyway. Well, no, let's talk well, about, let's talk a little bit about the... some um, magic tricks I can do for them. Yeah. And they're, and they're clearly the leaders in this whole thing. I mean, they're... they're yeah, the they're the brains are, behind they're the, the brains operation. Behind everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're giving all the messaging. They're telling everybody what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, it's... It's interesting to see where they're going to develop as well with with them being the leaders and, and going against Tom. Right. So there's, the, but the, let's talk about this negotiation and how that's going on. So, okay. First of all, is there wor- more than one overlord? Definitely. I, I, th- I think I there are. There, there has to be. No, yeah. definitely because we actually know that for a fact because it was maybe episode eight of season one, one where there was the old lady. Like they were, remember the old lady, right? And 
literally there were two overlords. Like, I think that was the first time they saw oh, him. Yes, Remember, they're right. in the oh, skitter. He, he he, they, approach, the... they approach the skitter, and yeah. that was when they go, oh, my God. That's when they first realize, like, oh, shit, there's, there's something else that we weren't aware of. And there were two of them in that moment. So, I mean, there could only be two. But right. we know that there's not just one. Right. I think they're the, they're the dominant species. Then you have the mechs, which arguably are other species they've now dominated harness and now have become skitters and then the mechs are the skitters that have on some kind of robotic mm. thing yeah. mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. uniform yeah but if there's Armor, more than one uh, if there's more than one overlord. overlord does that mean that there's someone they have to answer to uh, that's a good question yeah, I, I, I would know. assume that there is though i have a feeling that there will be yeah later yeah down the line. i mean because they came from somewhere yeah yeah. So there must be. But so interesting how they communicate with humans through a harnessed child human. I like that. That is uh, creepy. It is very creepy, but I also like how they they l- choreographed it. Yeah. Where the girl was doing all the inflection, but the, the, the overlord was doing all the, you know. Yeah. You know, I thought the it was really, really the gesturing the and the whole attitude and the way it would look and everything. Not say anything the gr- and the, keeping the girl as a zombie. Yes. It was a really, really clever way to do it. And, they, and I thought they did it really well. Now, why don't you think that they, why do they only have to focus on the kids? Like, why can't an adult? That's a great question. I don't know. I mean, they're more impressionable. They're still growing. Well, I, I, uh, we've got a little taste of it. He said, you know, hate keeps them away. And maybe that's the thing where if, if they don't, if, if it's not completely formed, hmm. they can mess with the mind okay. more, I'm assuming. That, I think that's Plus, a really good possibility. Plus, yeah. just from an emotional yeah. thing. It's yeah. like, how how can you not hate them anymore when they're harnessing kids and you know, right, destroying exactly. children? I mean... Just as emotional, visceral, visceral yeah. level. Yeah, that's, that's a, that that's is a, a good, good point. That, yeah. but that's a really good question about why it is children. Um, I think we should find because dogs can't out. talk. Yeah, I have to find. I mean, that also yeah. too. I mean, it's I don't know. Maybe I watch way too many like war <coughs> movies and like sci-fi is my thing. But I think it's it's always the case. Like you always want you want the strongest of the species of the species. Like no, regardless, like you know, Matt and and um and I'm blanking. How? Thank you. You know, they're sixteen and fifteen. Or like ben, they are. Ben. Thank you. They are strong men, for lack of a better word. And don't get me wrong, I love the fact that the women in in this show are are equally oh, strong. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. but I think that it's the fact that yeah, they're they're impressionable. They're not fully formed, which is theoretically in the whole process. That's what they want. They're not fully formed, but yet they're as strong as you're. They're only going to get stronger. They're not going mm-hmm. the other way. That's very and true. And presumably, in almost every show that you have, when you have a species going somewhere, it's because something's dying out. Right. Do you know what I mean? You mm-hmm. always need youth. At, in order to survive. Right. Like, you know, so I think it's, it's just simply saying that, that yeah. we need youth to survive yeah. and to speak through. I think it's also that subliminal psychology. Can you shoot a child? So think about it. He uh, sent a child right. to say, come with me. Right. Right. At that moment, he could have taken out his gun and shot her. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. At any other given moment, if they sent a child and they were like, oh, come with us or communicating, are you going to be as quick to shoot a harnessed child? As you would if it was a harnessed person. And think about it. That's why they had, you know, that's why they went for Ben. That's why they went for Rick. Because it's your child. Right. Yeah. I think that it's a little bit different. And it may sound cold and callous. But it's a little bit different to be able to walk away from adults mm. who are har- harnessed. And or shoot adults that are harnessed. Mm-hmm. That's and, rather than children. True. I agree. And, yeah. and, you know, the alien said, we've learned a lot from you. 
And that's what they were doing in Nam. I mean, the uh, Viet Cong knew that the GIs couldn't shoot kids, and so yeah. they would wire the kids up and send them send in. Them out. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a, it's a good point, and it's it's diabolical. It's diabolical, but it's very effective. It's yeah. very effective. Absolutely. So, in this negotiation, that the the overlord said this is not a negotiation, but no, clearly, <laughs> clearly, Tom took it as one. Um, all the references to history, you and I. Um, talked about the article that we read in the LA Times, kind of giving an overview to this season. Um, and they talked a lot about how the history and the professor's the pr- professor's knowledge was really going to be coming into play. That absolutely the series, it's very clear that they're um, uh, paralleling the American Revolution. Yeah. It gets referenced a lot in the first season. You know, they were at JFK High School, mm-hmm. home of the Minutemen. Mm-hmm. You know, this is all happening in mm-hmm. Boston. Mm-hmm. And I'm from so Boston. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Second yay. mass. Second <laughs> mass. Uh, does, it, does it ring true? I mean, I think it, I mean, it does. I mean, because at the end of the day, it, you know, living here in L.A., I'm reminded of how young LA is in comparison to Boston. Like yeah. when you're actually there, there are cobblestones and streets that are set up in such a way that you, you can imagine, you know, that there were revolutionaries running through the streets and that it was, you know, only wide enough for a horse drawn carriage. Mm-hmm. So I think that that sentimentality of being a fighter, mm-hmm. I think even, you know, regardless of kind of your sports affiliation, arguably Boston has is known for having the best fans in the history of fans, whether or not we win or lose, because I think that it is a matter of loyalty and family is the most important thing. And that, you know, even just the dynamic between um, Pope and I think his name is Anthony, like Pope is a bigot, but at the end of the day, not only is he a bigot, he's a, he's a convict. So when he learns, you know, he, you know, in season one says that Anthony has to be a gangbanger and it turns out that Anthony actually is a police police officer officer. (laughs) and he hates him even more for that reason. But it shows that they're able to bond. Why? Because they have a common goal in mind and that's killing skitters and saving the human race. And I think that's very symbolic of what, of what Boston is, regardless of what team or what side Bostonians or people from Massachusetts, they're very proud of being from Massachusetts. They're very proud of being Bostonians and they're very proud of family and value. And that's, I think what, you know, is tied up in this series. And I think that's why it had to be set where it was said. Well, that makes total sense. So why is there not any accents? <laughs> and it's funny that you say that. Well, ironically, I am from Boston, and, and don't I don't have an accent. Have an accent. Yeah, I could do it, you know, like have it. I, I mean, I could do it. It would be inauthentic. Um, but the funny thing is, you know, I think that sometimes, you know, we'd all be laughing at the accent. So sometimes you, yeah, know, you take away yeah. the accents to Still, allow for the accent. Don't acting. you think like one or two guys should, you know, just be A like couple, the, the, yeah. the hockey like no jersey one. wearing, yeah. you know, I just got exactly. out of that bar. It, exactly. But sometimes it sounds like Captain Weaver kind of has an I accent agree. a little bit. I, I, I agree. I hear it a little bit in his You're voice sometimes. You're pretty astute. Yeah, kind of more from like the Cape, yeah. that region. You're yeah. actually, you have a good ear. Yeah. I so thought I, he sounded like he was from North Carolina. Yeah, I thought he was like right out of the military thing. So Yeah, I, I did know. not hear Boston in yeah, him I hear at it's all. It's subtle, but I hear yeah, it. I Do hear you? Too. That's yeah, funny. Subtle. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't hear it. <laughs> but, you know, he, well, one thing that I hear, here is one of my pet peeves on this is, is a lot of times the music is conflicting with the dialogue. Oh. Yeah. And it... it it's just, it's like, oh, man, I get the idea with the music. You don't have to lay it in. Dialogue is always more important. Amen, brother. Yep. 
I, so. well, you know, I kind of like the music when the um, the mechs are coming around. I love that sound. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I, I love that sound. Like, every time I hear it, I'm like, oh, man, the mechs are coming. You know. But here's the problem. When you have, so, okay, we're getting on the horse, and so the music starts amping up because the action's coming. Well, there's a lot of dialogue going back and forth that, you know, you, you, you want to know what they're saying. You want to yeah. know where the characters are. It's kind of important, or they wouldn't drop it in. So. Yeah. It's yeah, a lot of shows do it, and it always drives know, me crazy. Yeah. I know, like, come me on, too. Drop the music me just too. a little bit. Of course, you are a writer. Oh, you're a mu- musician too, though. So I yeah, suppose, know. I, suppose I know. It's an interior, in, in, interior, interior battle. But you were going to ask. We were talking, um, you know, right before we we came to the studio, and you had had a question, Daryl, about um, about the the messages, like why some people can't hear the messages. Oh, right. Well, I was saying like. Um, you know, it's just when if they're so in the future, right? And the, the 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 intelligence that they have is far beyond what we have. Why can't they hear if a human is approaching their ships, or why can't they sense anything? It's like they're clueless. It's, you know, like with the season finale with Tom blowing up the spacecraft, right? Even with the way it started off today, with uh, Ben being able to take pictures and get close up to the ship and how do they not intercept that at all and ben could sense that there were skitters nearby yeah but the skitters can't, can't sense, sense that humans That's are right a, nearby it's a little bit of a you or know. even him who's a who's a hybrid yeah so it, to speak, and at even the moment. if they couldn't just sense humans at least they should be able to sense like uh ben and and uh rick, rick. you know so mm-hmm. that was yeah that was one of those the there was just one of those moments <laughs> that i was watching going y- y- you could have made it better and you, first of all, they send them across because they don't know if there's an ambush. Right. Right. So th- the water's not an issue. Right. He, you know, it's like it's invigorating. Right. Well, he's coming in doing the, you know, 200 meter, you know, just <laughs> like, dude, nice and easy. Just go smooth. And then, you know, with the flashlight all over the place, I'm going, if there's an ambush. They're going to get you. You're dead. Yeah. I mean, you made a bunch of noise. And then, yeah. And then that's they've true. got the. The skitter that's not dead yet. Right. right? It's still functioning. He kills him. He kills it. Yeah. That's a, why can't they? How is there not a beacon going, hey, I'm hurt. Yeah. They're very me. laid back and, and, you know, laxidated about people approaching their ships. I mean, you would think that they would have an army sure. of skitters and mechs just on standby at all times yeah. to make but sure I, that no one approaches Especially if they've the been ship. fighting. I mean, they've already had a season of fighting, so they should have a pretty good idea of what the capabilities are. But I still, I still think, though, that it's like on both sides, it's, it's a lack of respect for your enemy. And at the end of hmm. the day, other than the end of the season when they finally, like, you know, think about it. The end of the season, that's when they were, I don't, I'm going to get the chemical wrong, but they figured out the uranium bullets that were able to go through their armor. Right, right. And right. they, you know, had the 50K gun at the end, you know, when, when Tom shot and actually, you know, hurt the ship. But but up until that point, human beings have been like a non-factor. <laughs> like they have just been, they've been a nuisance, but they actually haven't done any harm. So now, you know, we switch a little bit. I still think they're kind of thinking, no, we have this under control. Like mm. there's no way mm. that you guys could do anything to hurt us because you don't know how, we don't know how you, you don't know how we work. You right. just found out that there were overlords. Uh, like true. up until yeah. this point, like you didn't even realize that you could be shooting a skitter that could be your wife. Right. Like right. they're thinking to themselves, like you're still a non-factor. Um, and I think that more importantly, the communication, it can only go one way. It literally is almost like when you have like computer jargon, like it doesn't, oh, it has to like go from the top and then down and then down and splinter, splinter, splinter. Mm-hmm. And as we learned in this, in the previous season, each skitter almost had a little family. 
So they right? were the main source of communication. So right? when you take basically that child from the Skitter family, there's no communication. Mm. So even though the beacon's going this way, they were responsible responsible for communi- communicating back and forth with a child. Mm. So that's why Ben can still hear because he can still pick up the wavelength, but he can't communicate back because he would have to communicate through his Skitter. Right. In the same way that the overlords have to communicate through the children. Hmm. It's literally, it's just like, it's the, it's the vessel, it's vessel and the way that it goes. Now, speaking of the hmm. children, they kind of touched on this on the show, and I, I wanted to bring this back up, too. How do they procreate? I mean, I know we I know, remember we, I wrote we that down, know too. That, that they're revealing that, you know, these harnesses are, are changing the kids into mm-hmm. skitters, mm-hmm. but are, what sex are they? Are they, you know... Hermaphrodites, like what right? you know, well, like that's what's the conversation going on they were having? Yeah, yeah they like, were getting ready to go. Yeah, Maggie and Hal were talking about. Yeah, which yeah. was also kind of foreplay for the two of them. Oh yeah, bit. let's oh, talk yeah. about sex. No, let's talk about sex. Right. <laughs> yeah, they had a lot of fun with that. Talk one, about yeah. sex, baby. <laughs> but okay, but this is gonna be like totally on a completely different subject, but go. it's related. Go. I actually like the fact that everyone looks tired. And like dirty. I, yeah, because I think uh, that in the first season... What? No, well, because even in this is going to sound like a girly thing, but it makes sense to me. You know, even the fact that Margaret, like, you can see, like, six yes! inches of her roots. I wanted to talk about and, that, too. And, and no, and it's She's relevant. Not no, and this is, and this is, no, but this is relevant. This is relevant <laughs> because it shows that they're making it authentic. You are in the middle right. of war and chaos. Right. You don't have... There is nowhere there, to get there your highlights There's no done. time for pretty. No, no, thing, but, yeah. I, I, I just... I can just look at that and go, man, they must smell. I right. know. Well, Pope, Pope, Pope made that comment. Yeah. Pope said that. Yeah, and, and that, but the, the the beard and everything is just like yeah. just as the actors, it must drive them crazy. Oh, good. Yeah, I gotta keep this awesome. continual right. three. Noah Wiley was full full shaved when uh, I saw him last week. So yeah, just well, FYI. They well, found when, a razor. You know, last season we were pretty much always at the high school. Yeah. And now we're nomads. We're yeah. we're moving. And they and they were saying in the LA Times article that they're moving the entire season. And so it's going to be it's hell for the crew and mm-hmm, hell for sure. the actors mm-hmm. because pretty much nighttime all the time and they're shooting in in British Columbia mm-hmm. where it's the weather's not so <laughs> awesome and so you know the one of the actors i think it was moon uh uh but- Blood. What's her name? Bloodgood. Bloodgood. Moon Bloodgood was talking about how it is a lot like the dynamic that's happening on set, mm. where we're, uh, you know, in the show we're kind of irritating each other, but we kind of need each other, right. and that starts to happen in reality too. But that's a one of the, another one of the big differences between season one and season two is how it was, you know, a little more civilized yeah. in a way. Yep. And uh, and season two not, just not so much civilized. Hmm. And in fact, the way they closed the LA the LA Times article was they said the first season was a lot of hope, and the second season there's a hell of a lot less hope. <laughs> 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 so we're in for some uh, for a bit of a wild ride. A wild ride. Yeah. Y- what, your Steve? comment about um, the lack of respect <laughs> between you know the thing and it really if you think about that it's pretty much what the British. Did right completely, you know, and, it, and it's a nice parallel. Yeah, yeah. it's like you know, well, these guys are just uh, they're pain. Let's just get rid of these mm-hmm. guys. Let's just get rid of these guys. Yeah, yeah. So and I think, but I and I think, and I, yeah, and I think that's why even this new introduction of the character um, Jamil Jamal, we haven't figured out quite right <laughs> um, what his name is yet. But I think that it brings it in because it shows that we have to be 
inquisitive and we have to be thinking we have to think on our feet and they mm -hmm. said okay you know they're heat censored how do we get around the heat sensors and mm -hmm. he's like i don't know and we figure it out like i think that you know again drawing the parallel back from the british and the american like the reason that we won is because we thought on our feet and we we adapted on, adapted on the on the resources and the terrain that we had here mm -hmm. and i think that's what I don't, it doesn't matter how much you study a species, you can't study exactly what I'm going to do at this exact moment. Because right. sure. you don't know what three people are put together. And obviously, he's either an engineer or a mechanic, yeah. but mm -hmm. obviously has some yeah. high level, yeah. you know, skill set. And that's why his brain is able to work in the way that it is, you know, even in terms of the bridge. He was like, okay, no. He's like, we don't need to fix it. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. We just need to patch it up and move forward and keep it going. And so presumably in the same way that they thought they had to fix it, the aliens would think, oh, I know what they're going to do. No, you don't. Right. right. And I think that's what we have going for us this season is that they've got a taste of victory. But at the end of the day, they're like, we're still going to fight. fight. Yeah. And they may have all the technology and all the tools and all the toys, but we've got our smarts and they can't figure us out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And they clearly need us. You know, I'm, I'm including yeah. me in the second mask. Yeah. yeah no, they, I, they clearly I, need I, us. I you know, you. So. Yeah. I agree. Or else they would have bombed just like someone I think said. It could have been Anthony or someone. They would have literally just dropped a nuclear level bomb on the entire earth. Yep. Moved in and, and, and it would have been done with it. But obviously, taken just like off. you said, they somehow yeah. need human yeah. beings. Yeah. But, but I have to say, I love that Jamil, um, the character, his character when he was uh, hiding at the end and Captain Weaver walks <laughs> up to him. That was like my favorite <laughs> oh, scene in that show. He's like hiding. That, that would have been me. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'll push it, but I'll be over here like, you know, hiding out in the corner. I love that scene. But that next to the TNT. Next yeah. to the boxes of TNT. Right, oh, exactly. <laughs> I didn't mind the C4. Yeah. Right. We are oh. running long because we have so much to talk about. So we have to go to commercial and then we will be back with some predictions. All right. Hey there, good buddies. The handle's Wooly Bear. I'm a truck driving man, but I'm not that old school kind of truck driving man. No. I like to listen to podcasts while I'm driving through these great United States of ours. And my favorite podcasts in the world are from AfterBuzz TV. And why? Because <laughs> AfterBuzz TV is like a post-game wrap-up show for all your favorite TV shows. Like Jersey Shore, Dancing with the Stars, Mad Men, and a whole truckload more. I like listening to my Gossip Girl podcast, catching up with all my fellow fans and getting all the latest news and gossip. You know, I got some strong opinions. And After Buzz TV lets me share those opinions with thousands of other listeners. Hooey! What a feeling! I used to doze off on those lonely stretches of road. And don't worry, I got the cruise control. But now I'm wide awake and listening to all the After Buzz TV goodness. <laughs> Check them out. Give them a holler. And tell them the old woolly bear sent you. And we're back. Oh, we're back. We're back. We're back. Uh, so I want to go into predictions, but I just do want to say real quickly that Falling Skies uh, had its biggest cable debut for TNT of the year with 5.9 million, million viewers, and it became TNT's highest rated show, won a Critics' Choice Award. So clearly this one's here for a while, which yeah. I'm really excited Yay. about. Yeah. Yeah. Because you and I tend to watch shows that get canceled, Steve. <laughs> Oh, you need to see. You need to come on my ship. Yeah. I'm, I'm known for being on shows that are absolutely amazing and definitely get season two, three, four, and five. Well, Hi, we were saying earlier. We were saying earlier too that we've noticed the change in just the way that the look of the show is yeah. in the first season. I mean, they've really, you know, gone all the way out with this, like the explosives, the guns, you know. Yeah. Okay, but there's a part the of me. Is there's a part of me that doesn't want the budget to increase because that's the mistake that people make. 
season one was great. Why? Because just even like you said, when you're overlaying the music too much, it's about the story. And at the end of the day, I think that the reason that, you know, you take the comparison between Terra Nova and this. Yeah. Terra Nova had a huge budget yep. on all these effects and all this stuff, yep. right? Yep. This was just a great show with great characters yeah. and a great storyline. Keep it that way. So you want them to keep it kind well, of Keep it that way. But Give it, more it, money to the actors and to the crew, but don't... To the writers. And to the writers yeah. and to the crew. But, but, but that's the thing. You, it, it, including uh, increasing the budget, if the heart of the story stays, if, if we yeah. can, if we yeah. can s- stay with Tom and he's got to stay true to love and we're staying with Ben and he's got to fight the hate and all that stuff, well, if that means that we get to see a worm get pulled out of an eye because okay, got the budget... Okay, yeah, yeah, that was brilliant. If you that was use brilliant. the budget, yes. if the story, if the, if the human story stays... And I think that was a problem with her, not to get way off, but I don't yeah. think there was much of a human story in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so. So what, what, do you have any predictions for next This week? is my first time. Uh, and now. I love that sound effect. They gave us some big sort of, um, you know, teases. Yeah, yeah. My entire Gosh. season. Yeah. Um, well, this is one of those things that was a little bit like um, Justified, where you have to kind of pick and choose who's going to die throughout this yeah. season because they've shown a lot of people and they're letting a lot of people get known. Uh, my prediction is, I think... And Graham Yost, same executive yeah. producer. Oh, is so, it? Yes. Oh, okay. I, yes. I, okay, because there's uh, some characters that are very similar uh-huh. that they're starting to show. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, you know what? I, I'm going to just... My prediction is um, that... And it's the easy one that that Ben is going to have a lot of struggles and challenges, and and there's going to be a real force pulling on him. Well, literally, his spikes start to glow. Yeah. So, so there's that that we have yeah. going for and, us. And I, and I think that Pope is going to start gunning for him. Oh but, yeah. You know, okay. Okay. Daryl, do you have any uh, similar similar to what Steve was saying? I think that. Uh, Ben is definitely going to have some challenges coming up. I think he's going to, uh, they're going to reveal a lot more of a darker side, kind of what I was saying earlier yeah, to him. Yeah. Um, I, I have a feeling that uh, he's going to be in a, a, a lot of communication with the skitters and, mm-hmm. and the overlords. Um, so there's going to be more of that sort of good guy, bad guy, we don't know where he is. Yeah, I think he's going to kind of play in the middle there. Mm-hmm, and and, and mm-hmm. so I, I think that's one of my predictions. The other, uh, obviously, Tom's not going anywhere. So no, clearly. Um, so <laughs> that's, you know, that's a give me. But yeah. I think that Hal is going to become a, a bigger role and leader in the group as a whole. Yeah, I, th- I I like that thought, and I think it's a really good choice if they do go that way. Because yeah. because ha- Hal's an interesting character. He really he is. is. He's he's co- he's complicated for a seventeen-year-old. He's complicated. <laughs> <laughs> All those hormones going on. What about you, Miss? Um, I would agree with everything that's been said before, but then I also think like there has to be some form of a mutiny. There has to be a split. Like. There's no way. Like, this little ragtag band of resistance, and I don't mean to be disrespectful, but, like, there has to be a split. And it has to be probably Pope or someone else because something's just not gelling. Like, you know what I mean? Because even though they've touched upon it before with Weber and, and Tom, how you basically have the military background and the, intel- and, and the in- in- intellect or the intelligent individual, um, something's going to have to happen. And I think well, allegiance are going to be made and it's going to cross family lines. Yeah. Presumably. Pope, is, Pope has already pulled a gun on, on yeah. Captain Weaver. And, and, and well, Weaver's said... Every episode. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I'm like, okay. I'm like yeah. Pope right. pulls a gun on everybody. Yeah. All right, well... Yeah. saying that they need him and I think though the difference is he, somehow they're going to they're going to they're going to meet up with other people they're yeah. gonna, there has to be more people. We yeah. haven't come across that yeah. many people. No. They're going to find more people and there's going to be a split. Now here's the interesting thing though. 
Tom has not told them what was what the negotiation was. Right. right. He hasn't said, and I thought he was going to do that. I, I thought he was going to say, "Look, here's what's been presented." But if I think you're it was interested. Weaver. Weaver was like, "Just get better." Yeah. But but the <laughs> thing about it is, there that might be the thing where people go, "Listen, that's a better deal. That's a better deal." And and mm, that might that's be that's whoa. Right, yes. Yeah. That's that's like that would be interesting. That would be interesting. I would I would yeah. like to see that. Well, yeah. like now see you that. have that thing about we fight or we go on a reservation. You yeah. Know, well, because there obviously are people who have chosen that in the in season one. We saw that. We saw yes. that with the sanctuary. Yes. Sure. Where basically they were they were they were tricking and hoarding human beings and basically selling them off to the aliens for for lack of a better word. Yep. And you have the other people, the old lady who you could say that her little apartment was with her own mm-hmm. you know, safe her, zone. Right. So I complete I, I agree. Mm. Perfect. It's That's, gonna be on and a that larger would be scale. Interesting. That would be really interesting. That would be to interesting. Say. For sure. And what are your predictions? Um, well? I, you know, I don't really have a lot, especially because I'm fourth on the list of talking about predictions. But <laughs> we did see that Rick is still alive. Yeah. yeah. Right. And so that's, you know, they kind of teased that a little bit with um, Anne putting the photos the up photo of all the lost. Locker. Yeah. And Rick was one of them. They said he was, he's, you know, he's dead. And she goes, well, yeah, pretty much. But then we see mm-hmm. he's, he's not dead. And so, but, you know, I, I don't think that that's going to be, it's going to be an interesting character situation but he doesn't belong to anybody anymore right. he doesn't mm-hmm. have parents anymore he doesn't mm-hmm. have so he's gonna he's a kid i would kill mm. <laughs> and, well, and, and at the end of, of so last there. season he kind of took on the more human we saw his, his more human side when he cried and he was upset about his father dying yes, yes. and he wasn't so robotic so now it's going to be interesting to see kind of where he transitions yeah. in that next part so. and, and if um justified has taught us anything yes that, uh-huh. uh, if it's a, if, if Grammy House has anything to say about it, uh, no one save for two or three characters is safe. Yeah, yeah. It's he's, so he's got true. No qualms about killing off the people. You go, are you kidding? No. Oh, but can I say ah. something? I like that. I don't. Oh I don't, yeah. I don't. I don't, I don't know, like yeah. it the same point that I get attached to characters. No. But I like that in terms of the fact that it keeps you guessing because I think there is a certain aspect that if you watch TV, you start to figure things out. Of course. Yeah. And that, that's, that's, right. not, that's not fun. And that you should go. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> that, <laughs> that's great TV. Yeah. That also explains why they're so stingy with the facts. It is. That's and right. so, it keeps yeah. us on our toes. That's yeah. a great guy to have behind the wheel yes, on this indeed. car. Him and Steven Spielberg. Yeah. We Mr. like Spielberg. it. Spielberg. <laughs> so uh, Steve, where can we find you? You can in the find world. me at Bottomly Steve. Also, save the sing off. Dot com. Dot com. Daryl? You can tweet me at, at Daryl Kristen. That's D E R R I A L C H R I S T O N. And you, Miss Sophia? You can find me at, you can actually follow me on Twitter, Sophia Stanley, and that's S O F I A, and then Stanley like Stanley Cop, LA King. Yeah, hey, LA and King. <laughs> you can find me Ms. at. Boston Girl. Hey, Mr. <laughs> right. With no accent. <laughs> um, hello, at I'm Tamara Berg on Twitter. Thank you very much. Or also, TamaraCentral.com is my website. So join us next week for another episode of Falling Skies. We will see you then. All right, everybody. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz you later! later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.